Welcome in. This is your Jock Market Power Hour for this week. CJ Cup. I'm Rick Gaming. That right there, Joe Idoni. And Joe, here we go. Second leg of the Las Vegas swing. And this field <laughs> is something, my friend. It is elite, uh, as well as the course looks elite, which you have had some firsthand knowledge of. I'm sure we'll touch on it, but excited to be with you here for another uh, Jock Market Power Hour. We'll cover it for the next 45 minutes of the IPO and see who we all got. Welcome in. If you have just stumbled in here off Twitter or off the streets or whatever, here's how this is going to work. We are in this moment in the IPO phase for the jock market. That means you can now bid on shares of golfers with your real USD, or you can get into a free contest and you can build a portfolio out like that. Around 9 o'clock Eastern time tonight, that IPO phase is going to close. And if you're one of the high bidders, those shares are going to be allocated to you. And then you can buy and sell and short shares of golfers throughout the week. couple of housekeeping items. If you like money which I imagine you do, and you would like some free jock market cash, go ahead and drop your jock market username in the chat right now. We have $100 to give away. We'll give it out five times in $20 increments throughout the evening. And finally, if you have not deposited yet, use the code POWER, the best possible deposit bonus out there, up to $50. And Joe, uh, we've seen weeks like this with fields like this where there is just inherently going to be a lot of value because there are so many big names they can't all get pushed up to eleven dollars a share no doubt yeah there's a ton of big names uh particularly right around the top a bunch of the top players in the world a bunch of the guys that we haven't seen uh since the Ryder cup in wisconsin so it'll be i'm anxious to see if there will be any sort of Ryder cup rust who comes in who comes in hot who comes in motivated who comes in fresh uh but this is probably the premier event uh, of the fall swing right yeah, I think it has to be. Um, you know, the Zozo is is a similar size. It's actually a larger purse, slightly larger purse, similar size field, but not everybody makes the trip to Japan. And especially yeah. with the uh, the Vegas event right before this at, at Shriners, it, we, we got a good field here. And we have a course that, uh, you know, I've been lucky enough to walk out there, Joe, and I'm trying to figure everything out and I'm trying to get an education, but kind of historically, and we saw this last week at Shadow Creek, it opens up a bit more volatility, doesn't it? When these guys go to a course that most of them have never seen. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it brings a whole lot of the players into the field this week. Obviously we only have, what is it? 87, guys? 78, 78. That's what it was. Um, so short field, no cut. You're going to get four full days. Fingers crossed that your guy doesn't withdraw, but you're going to get four full days of fantasy scoring uh, and chances to move up and down throughout the market. I'm interested to hear, uh, with the, we're waiting on pins and needles. What do you think of the course? What do you think the winning score gets to? What do you think uh, correlates kind of to success at the Summit Club? Yeah, so I walked it uh, yesterday, Tuesday, by myself. And my first instinct was... Oh my God, where, like, where's the defense here, right? You know, you can kind of bomb it for the most part without regard for, for accuracy and the, and the pins or I'm sorry, the greens and around the greens are just as straightforward as can be. And then I went back today, Wednesday, and I hooked up with Mark Immelman, who, you know, is out there every single, this is what was important to me, Joe, because it's easy for me to say he yeah. sees these guys play it every single week. He knows where they're going to be hitting it. And it was funny. I just kind of kept silent for a while. I didn't want to, I didn't want to influence anything. And after, I don't know, eight holes or something, he goes, 
they're just going to knock the socks off this place. And I'm like, finally, okay, they're going <laughs> to knock the socks off of this place. And, and the way that he was kind of describing it is, you know, there's not a lot of decisions to be made off the tee. A lot of them are very straightforward. Um, you know, the par fives are gettable. The, the, it's going to kind of turn into a second shot putting contest. And that's, I think we're looking 20, 21 under par, something like that, especially when you get the best players out there. But yeah, uh, expect some fireworks. And even Morikawa, yeah. he gave his post or his uh, pre-tournament presser and he was kind of being coy about it, but he was like, yeah, we're, we're going to take this place apart is, is yeah. kind of the way that I got. <laughs> Love it. Um, I don't like a lot of people kind of hate on the birdie fest. I don't mind it. Like if the course has uh, exciting elements to it, which it seems like this does. It has maybe two, it looks like, drivable par fours, if you consider the first potentially one. Yeah. Um, and, and it has the par fives, which are gettable. It has some sort of unique different ranges for the par threes. So I'm the par threes are fun. The par threes get a glimpse into this place, uh, and we'll see what these guys can do. But my first inclination without being on the grounds was, was yeah, we're looking at probably 20, 25 under, which has kind of felt like the, the norm here in the fall. Listen, they all play the same course. I don't really care. The lowest score is going to win this golf <laughs> tournament, and it's going to be a lot of fun because the field is absolutely stacked. Let's move into our Market Movers segment. So if you're new, drop your Jock Market username in the chat. I'm about to give away our first $20, and I'll give away 100 in total for this evening. That is a way to get entered. Very, very simple to do. But our Market Movers segment, Joe, this is an opportunity for us to go through what we perceive as three different sections of the board, the blue chip stocks up top our mid tiers in the middle, obviously, and our penny stocks at the bottom. And these are three guys that we're looking to keep an eye on. We're looking to add to our favorites list and we're looking to potentially invest in as we get closer to 9 PM Eastern time. Let's start with the penny stocks. I feel like we always start with the blue chips. Let's start with the penny stocks, Joe, who's your guy. All right. So going pretty far down the list here, but I have, I think a sneaky guy could be Rasmus Hojgaard. Now, I don't know much about Hojgaard, but what I do know is, is the kid is 20 years old and he's racked up three wins on the European tour, which tells me the talent level is certainly there. Uh, he's yet to have a lot of success over here on the PGA Tour. That said, he was in the field at the Shriners last week. He's been able to kind of get himself acclimated to the time change, the conditions here for, for 10 days now. And I think that, that being a new player, um, and trying to sort of break through in your first PGA Tour event, maybe it's a little comforting to not have to worry about that Friday afternoon cut line. So maybe that kind of frees him up a little bit. He's won some birdie fest before. He was August, as recent as, as a month and a half ago, he was the European Tour Player of the Month after yeah. winning the uh, the Omega Masters, I believe it was. So I'm going to go Hojgaard. I think you can get him cheap tonight. Rasmus down at the bottom of the board for Joe. I was kind of split here. I wanted Aaron Wise, but I already looked up the numbers and I saw that he's catching a little bit of momentum. I wanted Cameron Davis. I kind of saw the same thing. He's catching a little bit of momentum here early. So I'm going to go with Jonathan Vegas, who I watched play today. And of course, it is a Wednesday. Don't take too much from it. But man, he is big and he is strong and he moves it off the tee like you cannot even imagine. And I thought he was, you know, there's a couple of decisions out there off the tee. I thought he was making some good decisions. And if he gets going, I would I would be worried that he can cause some noise. So Johnny Vegas uh, is my penny stock because my other guys are catching a lot of steam let's move on up the board mid mid tier golfers or mid caps what do you think joe mid cap i'm gonna go with terrell hatton 
Um, I thought that he was pretty fiery and 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 had a gutty performance at the Ryder Cup, as he as he sort of always is. This has become his sort of moniker on the course. But then he backed that up with a second last week at the Alfred Dunhill, where he always plays well. But digging a little bit deeper this week, um, his best two PGA Tour starts last year was one was in Vegas at Shadow Creek, which is also a Tom Fazio design. The other was it a Fazio design over at Congaree in the Palmetto. So both were top three finishes. Maybe he has an eye for this sort of course setup and layout. And I remember last year being very um, sort of bearish, I guess, on Hatton coming over on that flight and playing well in Vegas right off the Alfred Dunhill. He did so. So I feel a little bit better about it this week. I feel like you can get him at a decent price, and he's being a little bit overlooked. And I think a return to form is, is incoming for Hatton. Okay, Terrell Hatton for the mid-cap for Joe. I'm going to go with Sung J.M. I don't know. What is the sentiment on Sung J.M. this week? So the sentiment, I think, is maybe similar to what we see the sentiment on a lot of winners is that, uh, and oftentimes wrong and incorrectly, that that they kind of, uh, it's all gone, right? They, they, they used up all their luck. The candle has burnt out. That Sung J.M. was incredible last week, but he can't possibly carry that over and continue to play incredible four days later uh, in the same area. Can he, Rick? Yes, he can. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of the idea, right? Is yeah. a rare opportunity where we play another event in the same city. And I know they're different courses, obviously. But the idea that the guy who was just the best by four shots yeah. By the way, last yeah. week in a full field event, does his media obligations after his win, signs his autographs, does not have to hop a plane, does not have to go to another city, do media obligations there. You saw he was live streaming on Instagram at Korean barbecue on Sunday night. He is, he's in town. He's having a great time. Like it just, it, this is, this is the spot, right? You talk about an NFL, a spot game, whatever. This is the spot. I think he plays well again this week. Yeah, I don't mind it one bit. And I kind of doubt he's the type of guy that's that's been at Dre nightclub for up until 3 a.m. the last couple of nights. He probably was right back on the range at Summit Club, I would guess, on Monday, if not all day Tuesday. Yeah, I I think that's about right. So this is kind of an interesting spot for that. Now, here we go. Blue chippers, the top of the board. And after we go through this, I'll give away some money. Make sure your jock market username is in the chat. And then we'll flip over to the big board and we'll see what the prices are for this evening. But Joe, we're paying up for a golfer. Who's it going to be? Yeah. Okay. So there's two guys up here that I think are going to get a lot of the public sentiment is on this week. And I think it's going to drive their price up a little bit high. And that's that Xander and Morikawa. I'm going to shift a little bit and maybe think that Justin Thomas is the sneaky option that you can get at a better price. Um, play well at the Ryder Cup. Well enough, I will say. Um, and, and, and look, he's he's has before Xander was the no cut king. JT was the no cut king. He's also got wins at the CJ Cup. He's no he's he's been known to win uh, during this fall swing in different parts of his career. And really, over the last four weeks, basically from August on, he regained that iron play that we know for him. Right? He's always a little bit loose off the tee. I feel like it's uh, from what I've heard, it's fairly generous off the tee, which won't get him in too much trouble. But he just stalks pins with his irons, and he's got that back sort of clicking. Uh, roughly four strokes gained on approach over his last four events. I think that uh, that return it can lead to a lot of confidence for JT. Going with him is my blue chip. You didn't even mention one of the key points. 
Bones is back on the bag, baby. Let's go. You know, when I, when I, when I first thought about him this week, I forgot about that. But what do you what do you think there? Like, what role does um, a caddy have on performance? Do you like, think it can be a little bit of a bump for him, or it's 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 first of all, his his uh, previous caddy, Jimmy Johnson, I believe. Yes. Um, it, it, him and Bones are both world class caddies. Right. Like, let's not. You, there is not a drop off from one of those guys to another. But what we see this a lot in sports, um, where where you just need a different voice. Yeah. And and in totally. baseball, the manager gets fired because they need a different voice. And that's just kind of how it works. And I think that they went with a different voice. And I'll tell you what, saw him out there yesterday. Bones had a little pep in his step. JT, a little pep in the step. There I think they're go. excited. I think they're ready to rock and roll. So JT for Joe at the top. I'm going back to him. I'm going back to Victor. Victor Hovland. There is just there is there is just zero chance what happens to him, what happened to him last week happens again. We were talking about this before we went hot. He is an absolute walking stripe show. He lost nine strokes around the green. There is, you could, I couldn't even lose nine strokes around the green this week at Summit Club. There's just no opportunity to do that. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking all of you guys that got a, a whatever T40 out of Victor last week and you're upset about it, we're buying back in. I'm going Victor. Love it. I love it. All right. So to recap, Rasmus Hatton, JT for Joe. Sung Jay, Johnny Vegas, and the man, the myth, the legend, Victor Hovland for me. Here we go. Let me give away a little money, and I will show you the big board for the first time this evening. Uh, the first $20 goes to, if I can find his comment, Mike. Congratulations, Mike. We will get you all set up with $20 in your Jock Market account, and I've got 80 more to give away this evening. So if you have a second, drop your Jock Market username in the chat right now. That is how you get entered. That is all it takes, and I've got 80 more bucks to give away. Joe, before I reveal to you the big board for the first time this evening, who do you think, when this night is over around 8.58 p.m. Eastern time, will be the most expensive player in the market? I'm going to say Xander. Mm. I think that's fair. I think it might yeah. be Morikawa. Morikawa or Xander feels right. Yeah. They've both been so good and so steady. And Morikawa has the home course narrative. Xander has the no cut narratives and also the, the local ties as well. It just feels like uh, a lot of, of public opinion, rightfully so, is, is kind of centered around those two stars. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, deservedly so. And let me reveal to you the big board. Colin Morikawa is at the top. He is not only a member here at the Summit Club, there is a nice, uh, huge banner hanging off one of those beautiful houses by 10T that says Team Morikawa. They are rolling with Colin this week at Summit Club. He's $6.51 at the moment, Joe, which is essentially asking him to finish at that point 20 top 25 in a 78 player field. He's not going to finish here. Let's say he gets up to $8.75. You got to have him finish 15th or better. Um, I will tell you this, and I want to get your opinion on on the the membership, right? Does it matter? Does it not matter? I went into this week saying it doesn't really matter. I, I now give him like a like five or ten percent. I, I give him like a little bit of a boost because there are a couple of shots that are visually very demanding, but when you actually hit it and you get out there, they're not. Um, but I think knowing that might be interesting. Yes, I would definitely – I'm not going to totally disregard it. I'm not going to also just hand him the trophy either because he's a member. But 
like you said, there are nuances as well uh, that are kind of staples of Tom Fazio designs. And the greens aren't crazy, right? And I don't – and you probably no. touch on this more than me, but there's typically tiers to them. So, like, A, B, C in Fazio courses. And, and, and typically, if you can find yourself on that correct tier, um, that can be of a huge benefit. I think any experience always matters there. You mentioned around the green game is going to be relatively negligible this week, but I just think a little bit of experience and finding yourself in different spots on the course that, that you may not see in a practice round that he's probably seen and can draw a little bit on the memory bank. Well, of course uh, it should, should help him out a little bit, right? Yeah, we are. Um, there's a lot of new names in the chat right now. So if you have not deposited, uh, make sure to use the code POWER. That'll get you a $50 deposit bonus. It is by far the best uh, available deposit bonus out there. Um, yes, you're 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 generally right. These greens, they're they're just very gradual, sloping. I mean, it's just there's just nothing to them. So these guys yeah. are going to be just fine. Victor Hovland, seven dollars. Uh, excuse me, six dollars and twenty six cents a share at the moment. That is asking him to finish again about inside the top twenty five. Going on down, Joe's blue chip stock is six dollars, which is the same price as Dustin Johnson. To me, there are there are three or four fascinating golfers this week, Joe. Uh, Dustin Johnson is one of them because all it took was three good days in a team match play event. And Dustin Johnson is your favorite. He is the most expensive on your favorite daily fantasy site. Like it's just how quickly we have gone back to DJ. It's so funny, right? Because it, it wasn't even an actual tournament. It was match play foursomes and four balls that has have vaulted him back to the top of the odds board. When before and, that he was like 25, 28 to one, you could catch him out of the FedEx. And he play. partnered with Colin Morikawa, which yeah. is like a pretty good partnership. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Um, look, you know, as well as I do, DJ is one of those guys that can carry form both good and bad for uh, once he gets it going, it continues to sort of trend and stay in that direction. We'll see if that little bit of confidence from Wisconsin can kind of carry over this week, but but totally different format. Um, you know, he's he's deserving of that. He's at the top of the odds board. He's great. Um, there's a certain price point that I think that, that you can kind of pass and move on to some safer bets below. He, as Joe was talking, uh, got a 51 cent price increase on Dustin Johnson. So he's up to 651. What's worth noting here is the pre-rank. Dustin Johnson is the second pre-ranked golfer. So if you're new, that means... Uh, when we go to break ties, so if there are three guys tied for second place, it the tie is broken via the pre-rank. So Dustin Johnson uh, would win all but one pre-rank. That is how that works. Moving a little bit further, uh, you want to talk about some of the guys who might be the hottest players on the planet, Joe? Uh, Sam Burns could probably throw his name into that ring. Did not have a particularly good Sunday at Shriners, but coming off a win the week before. Uh, again, where do we stand? Let me just read you. Look at these results. Second at a WGC, 21st at a playoff event, eighth at a playoff event, 18th at the tour championship, but that's wonky. Wins the Sanderson is like two shots back going into Sunday at the Shriners. Like what do we do with Sam Burns? Five of the last six with pretty substantial returns there in terms of ROI. Look, yeah, Cardinal rule in Vegas, right? Do not leave that table on a oh, heater. The hot hands. The hot hand, you stay until the hand gets cold. I don't care if it's 4 a.m. You don't get your butt up from that seat. Uh, Sam Burns is that guy this week. The ball striking has been incredible. The par five scoring has just been unreal as well. Number one in the field 
Uh, we get the full complement this week, correct? Of the the four par fives. Uh, four par fives, four par threes. Yes, it's a par yep. seventy-two. So yeah. look, I don't expect him. He didn't play great on Sunday, but I can't imagine fatigue is a big factor for Burns right now. He's motivated. He's in great form. The confidence is at an all-time high. I think that he continues to play well this week. And that number one pre-rank, as we know, uh, is, is important. So he ties with anybody in the field this week. He is going to get the higher payout. Uh, Xander Shoffley, $6 and a quarter at the moment. That is certainly going to go up from here. And then we enter the fives. And this is where things start to get really interesting because, Joe, the the, the market is is starting to figure itself out, right? You get some guys that get a quick early bump, which is, I imagine, as much as I like Aaron Wise, I imagine Aaron Wise is probably not going to finish inside the top eight of, of the pricing this evening. But, like, some guys jump out. And some guys hang back and we're seeing Brooks Kepka and Aaron Wise in the same tier right now. This market has to figure itself out, doesn't it? Yes. Um, I imagine Brooks overtakes that spot. He's had success in the desert. He's had success at previous CJ Cups. Um, he's just the win equity, as we know, is always there with Brooks when he tends to get a little bit overlooked. Um, I My one concern is that you know, if the scoring gets 22, 23, 24 under, that's not exactly in his wheelhouse in terms of scoring. I like him. And, and of course, you've got to grind out a few more pars. But of course, the talent level is there. I think that he clears Aaron Wise. Uh, some other interesting names like Louie is, is there down low, who's been a, who's been a stud yeah. in the jack market, who had an awkward week last week, but still, what, 14th, uh, still returned you a profit and, and lost strokes putting, which we, we know he's rare, right? Yeah, certainly rare. Uh, he was the number one putter on tour last season. So to see him lose strokes and still finish T14, you think that might be that might be the blueprint here for success. Let me give away some more cash. If you want to be entered to win $20, we just we literally just hand it to you so that you can go buy however many shares of these golfers that you want. Put your jock market username in the chat right now. This $20 goes to Matthew Leach. Leash, leech. Congratulations, Matthew. Twenty dollars coming your way in one to eighty business days. Usually, like, usually like tomorrow. Usually, like a couple hours. <laughs> usually, when they get back in the office tomorrow. But that's not yeah. the point. I want to cover our butts. One to eighty business days. Congratulations. Um, I'm going to give this big board a refresh here, Joe. And there are, uh, you know, you mentioned Terrell Hatton, who. Oh, throw him in the in, in with Shane Lowry. Throw him in with even like Max Homa. To the American viewing public, it's going to feel like those guys haven't played in a while. And some have, right? Lowry was playing in Europe. Hatton played as well. Um, Homa won the Fortinet. Like, are, are there... Is there going to be some built-in value? Like, I think Homa at $4.82, who ball was ball striking the heck out of it a couple of weeks ago, like, this might be a good buy spot. Yeah, I think it is for Homa. I, I would tend to agree there. He's also a guy that tends to ride a little bit of a hot hand when he gets one. Um, first place of the Fortinet, I think he's had enough time to sort of celebrate that victory. You see there uh, the ROIs have been relatively consistent for Max. Hatton is another guy that you mentioned. Like, we we haven't seen Terrell a whole lot, believe. Like, he's only played four events I see here since that Palmetto uh, that feels like ages ago where he finished second. So we haven't seen a ton of Terrell. One thing, Rick, I think we would be we'd be sort of remiss to not touch on um, the payouts this week. 
There oh. seems to be a little bit of uh, maybe a clerical error. I'm not sure what it is and if this is going to stand. But as of right now, they are showing both on the app and in the tool that we're using here that basically 79 and above are going to get paid out over a dollar this week. So it looks like they may have one of the older payout structures in. I've seen a couple of comments in the chat about it, but just something to sort of pay attention to as this moves on because, you know, there's not that many guys in the field. So if you, you know, if you can sort of scrape the barrel on a week like this and these maintain, it may be a good opportunity. So our, our tool, uh, our tool needs to be manually updated, but are you saying you're seeing the same thing in the app right now? Yes. So I'm seeing on the app, basically at 79th place, it starts going up from a dollar, which normally in these WGC no cut events is roughly around like 50th. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure if they just haven't done that yet. Something to keep an eye on. I, I took a shot in the dark a couple of minutes ago and sent a text. We'll see if I get one back. It's, it's a little bit late for that, um, but we'll see. We'll try to update you if we have any more information on it. If, if, <laughs> if I feel like once dudes are in, they're I, in. Okay. Right? If I was in charge and I'm certainly not in charge, once, once the market's open, you can't change it. I, yeah. Somebody's, it, somebody's in trouble tomorrow. So empty those yeah. accounts. Today. Yeah. Okay. So hold on. So let's think about this. Um, I mean, how drastically would this change your, would this change your strategy? Because uh, really if, if our payouts in here are accurate on the app, um, even $2 would be 65th Joe, like yeah, 50th pays out $3 and 30 cents. So really you've got to beat what 28 <laughs> guys to finish that, you know? So, so there's definitely like, they've added a, 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 another wrinkle, uh, to, to the sweat this week. We'll see how things kind of end out, but yeah, uh, it's looking like those guys at the bottom there could be, could be scrape worthy. <laughs> if I was golf czar, I would say these, these have to stand. Let's just take advantage of it. Let's see what, <laughs> let's see what happens. Lots of questions about HV three. Um, I don't, I did not see him now that could mean, that does not mean he's not here. Joe, he just had HV four, just had a, a child. I think it was Sunday yeah. night or Monday morning. Um, there was, there was speculation. He was going to fly in Wednesday night. I, I, I did not see him at the course, but there were a lot of guys I did not see at the course. It doesn't mean he's not there. Are like, have you heard anything about HV3? Do we expect him to even be here? I haven't. My assumption would be that it's not an injury, it's not obviously injury related. It's a family decision between him and his wife and probably her doctor. So I feel like that decision was probably made already or in advance of this tournament. Like, hey, I'm gonna go play this. Um, so I would be I would be shocked if like if the if the idea is that he's going to get in town Wednesday night and try to tee this up uh, that he just doesn't show at this point because uh, you would think he you know Monday or Tuesday he would have said look everything's fine uh, I'm just going to stay home and enjoy some extra family time it's one of those situations I, I wouldn't be too concerned I expect him to play at this point. He's three dollars and thirty three cents a share, and he has been one of the hottest players uh, on tour. I mean, his recent his four recent returns. 157%, 111%, 21%, and 77%. And I imagine, again, I don't want to be making widespread comments about um, <laughs> about the way that Jock Market's going to handle this. But generally speaking, if he doesn't play, they would they refund it, right? So you yes. should be you should be at a no risk here. Yeah, a pre-event withdrawal has always in the past been a a refund. Uh, JG Funk says I started Jock Market in December of twenty. December, that's got to be of 2020, with $150. I'm up $1,100, and that includes losses. There you go. Whoa. We hear that, and we hear that constantly. Constantly. Amazing Great. stuff.
Um, let's look. Let's look at the top of this board because we're seeing a lot of movement here. Justin Thomas is starting to catch that that Joe steam. You, you start talking about him, Joe. He starts flying up the board. He's nine dollars and one cent, which with uh. our current. Our current expected payouts, uh, he needs to finish 13th or better in a 78-man field to pay that off. Sam Burns, um, we, they are not afraid of the hot hands, my friend. Sam no. Burns is $7.21, and Colin Morikawa is $7.06. As you look over this board, are there any surprises? I could point out a couple. Um, Spieth is five sixty seven. Rory McIlroy, Where is he? There he is. One. What, what do we do with all roars here? Gosh, man, I I've never seemed to have a good beat on Rory. I don't know what you think about him this week. I just uh, um, I don't know, right? It was like hit hit and miss at the Ryder Cup. He was so endearing and great one moment, and he was terrible the next. Uh, that seems to be very volatile, as you see in the results. There, he goes from one forty second to sixty seventh to first to forty ninth. So he's just bouncing all over the place. He seems to be a tough one to peg, but he's too cheap. He's too cheap right now. He, he's too cheap. I don't know what the state of his game is. I He's Rory McIlroy, right? He's going to look good. He's going to look bad at times. I don't know if – I wish this was a course where driver was more important because that's, you know, his one weapon, right? If that gets neutralized a little bit, I, I'd be a little bit worried. But no matter what you think about the sentiment of Rory McIlroy, he is too cheap. He should not be cheaper than Aaron Wise, Cameron yeah. Smith. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a world we're living in um, a little bit further. Let's find, find some value here. The sub $5 range. I'm partial to a lot of these guys. I love Cam Davis. I love Alex Norin. I already talked about Johnny Vegas. Who else could we target here uh, in, in a price range that has historically been incredibly pof- profitable. And if we've got the payouts that we think we do, it'll be even better. Yeah. A couple of guys. I think Alex Norton makes a ton of sense. I think Cameron Davis, I love as well. Um, how about our guy, Matt McNeely, right? He's also a member there. Um, I believe he has the course record, if I'm not wrong, at the course. He You're just, right. uh, you know, he he basically had his first career win at the Fortinet through 68 holes and just kind of imploded there on one hole and, and sort of gift wrapped it for Max Homa. I would imagine he can bounce back here. Um, did he play last week he yeah did. so he missed, missed the cut, the cut but I, I okay if you miss the cut at four under i don't care right right that's two scores in the 60s and if anything it gives them a little extra time to jump over to the summit club and take a look at the the pga tour setup of his home course so we'll see how he plays i expect him to do uh very well this week i bet him uh, i'm gonna have exposure to him in other markets and i think it's sub five bucks he makes a good bit of sense yeah, right now, $5 a share, which is more than reasonable uh, for Maverick McNeely. Let me give away some cash. So, John, Sobek, Jobek, or maybe it's like um, like Norwegian, like Joybeckers. I don't know. John, the money's yours. We'll get it all set up in your account. I've got your username here. Um, also... Keep in mind, we are we are having a ton of fun. I forgot to mention, we are barreling towards this IPO phase closing. We are about uh, 13, 12 minutes away from this IPO closing. So, Joe, it's about to get pretty spicy here. Um, I imagine this week it's going to be very tempting to build a big portfolio. Right? There's just so yes. many names. There already seems to be a lot of value. If the payouts are what we think they might be uh, a, a potential mistake. There's going to be a lot of that. Like what, what is your plan for tonight? My friend. 
Yeah, look, I think it's it's this it's I'm gonna try to stick to the same plan as always. Like you mentioned, a ton of potential value. Like those guys sitting at five bucks a share right now, um, basically need to finish 34th or better. So in the top half of this field. Uh, and you can catch some pretty solid names. We mentioned McNeely. We mentioned guys like Hideki. We mentioned guys like Mark Leishman, who played really well last week. There's a bunch of sort of guys congregating right around that mark. Um, so, there's, you know, there's, there appears to be a ton of value in the market this week. This next 10 minutes will kind of heat up. And we usually see some spikes here and there uh, up and down the board. We are seeing movements from Xander Shoffley, as we could have predicted. Here he comes, $7.57 a share at the moment. He has been slowly climbing up. We now have five different golfers over $7. The only one over $7.77 is JT, and he's $9.33. Now, here we go. We usually call this out late, but let's try to call it out early. We have seen things like this before where a guy jumps out to 933 with 12 minutes to go and then he doesn't move, Joe. So are, is that what we're seeing with Justin Thomas right now? I think so. And the reason being is, I think, twofold. I think, one, the people who want Justin Thomas have, have placed an early bid that they're comfortable with and they're going to kind of hope that that maintains. Two, it's tough at this point as a player in this market when you see, okay, so DJ is 12 to 1, JT is 12 to 1 on your odds board. It's tough to now go and buy shares of Justin Thomas for 935 or 950 put a bid in when you can get DJ at 750. So I think naturally the people within the market right now tend to gravitate toward those guys a little further down. And, and a lot of times we see we see pretty stagnant uh, up the guy at the very top. Yeah, I'm going to give this a refresh because I think we're seeing there, there's 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 money coming into this market right now. So I'm just trying Tim to keep Burns, I'm surprised, man. Still yeah. Still holding down the fort here at 777. There's money coming into this market. Uh, DJ crossed over the seven mark. Uh, you know, there are a couple of these names that uh, I think people are somewhat positive on Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau, um, even Hideki Matsuyama. I would throw in there. Is there a target from one of those three? Uh, yes, I do. I, I always like Hideki, right? I feel like he's perpetually sort of undervalued in these. Uh, last week, disappointing finish at the Shriners. I had some shares of him there that didn't necessarily pan out. But you mentioned a lot of the things that I think uh, correlate strongly with success. It's a second shot golf course. It's going to be all about approach play. It's going to be a lot about wedges. It's going to be a lot about you know being sort of crafty and finding yourself on the right level. I think that suits Hideki pretty well. What about you? Um, yeah. Listen, Hideki is, if you ever get a chance to see Hideki Matsuyama in person, it is just an absolute, you wonder how he doesn't win every tournament. You know, he's yeah. just an absolute stripe show. And I do think second shot is going to be a big part of this. And that suits Hideki very, very well. You're pretty um, bullish on Spieth, right? This week. Give me a yeah, case for Spieth. Yeah, so I think, I think the argument for Spieth revolves around, it's the opposite argument of Rory. Rory's so good with the driver, but if that's neutralized this week, he loses one of his weapons. If if Spieth is sour with his driver, which he has been, uh, that might not be as big of a penalty here. And then you look at the rest of his game and you say, okay, maybe this is a good spot. Now you could also say it's kind of twofold for Spieth where he doesn't get to show his putting and short game magic on a course that everybody's going to be taking apart on and around the green. So I think I'm like, 
lukewarm, slightly bullish. I'm not sprinting to pay $6.08 a share on Jordan Spieth, but like I, I get it, right? I wouldn't be surprised if that makes sense. Yeah, like it. Let's go really far down the board here and see what we can find because this is, again, a very stacked um, a stacked field. And we're seeing, you know, your your penny stock Rasmus two dollars and forty four cents. Lucas Glover three oh one. Benny on two fifty. If we go back to the bottom of the first page here, Seb Munoz, Keith Mitchell, Harry Hicks. Is there anyone worth investing in the market here? Tom Hoagie worked out pretty well last week for me, actually. So he played well. Maybe oh, he can yeah, carry that you're over. darn right. He did two two hundred fifty percent ROI. Yeah, he was my he was my sort of uh my my big winner last week. Uh, what about right above him, a guy that we talked about last week, but everyone seems to, uh, you know, was kind of excited to see him. Was excited to see where the game's at. Quickly soured and everyone's back off. Uh, anything on Ricky? Oh boy. Um, I I might be retiring from Ricky takes at some point here. So $3 and 33 cents a share. I think he played much better on Friday. It was not good enough. Again, he shot four under and missed the cut. I I just, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I just really cannot figure him out. It seems like something different every single week. And a lot of it ends in losing money in the jock market. And if there was ever a place to, invest in Ricky. It's probably here, right? Because when sentiment gets low enough, he's going to be able to make you money by finishing like 32nd or like 41st. It's just, if there's a place to invest in him, I think it's here, but I don't know how much confidence I have in it. Here's another guy, you know, and I know we're getting close to crunch time here, but I want to ask you about, cause I know that you were, um, you were a little bit bullish on him last week and he just couldn't seem to make a birdie $4 a share on Patrick Reed. Is he there? Have you seen him? Is he in one of those spots where he's got the coaches all around him and he's trying to figure <laughs> something out? Or is he just, do you just think he's he's due for a bounce back? Yeah, so he just jumped up $5.25 a share. Okay. The, the what I saw, so I have not seen him this week, uh, which again, doesn't really mean anything. Some of these guys play early. I show up late. They play late. Yeah. I show up early. It doesn't matter. Um, but Man, he was bad last week. He he just statistically, right? I mean, he just lost yeah. across the board. It was unfortunately what I was hoping to see, Joe, was the long layoff for him to get back to his DNA. And it was more of the same of him struggling. Like you can see his returns. Look at his he has not made a profit in the jock market since the memorial. Oh my god, you're right. That was June or July. Like, so my problem with Reed is what I saw statistically was more of the same from the end of last year. And I was hopeful that the month off was going to be, a ch- it's it's like Joaquin Neiman got, we got the, the month off change from Neiman because he putted much better. That was the one thing that we saw struggle down the stretch. I'm much more optimistic about Neiman because I saw him put a stop to a bad run. Yeah. I have not seen Reed put a stop to a bad run yet. So it's, it's hard for me to consider it. Yep, I would tend to agree. And I think his strengths are uh, creativity and craftiness around the greens. And what you had mentioned is that's not really going to be a factor this week. It's all about iron play, uh, which isn't necessarily his strong suit. It is by my clock, 854. 
we are going to let Joe go right now. He is going to go make his bids. He is going to try to steal golfers away from you. You are going to try to steal them away from him. Uh, when this market ends, we will reconvene and we will fight, figure out who Joe has shares of. Joe, Godspeed. Good luck, brother. Thanks, buddy. All right, so here we go. I'm going to take you the rest of the way. Um, I've got 40 more dollars to give away this evening. I'm going to give away one more $20 to the market after this IPO closes and another at the end of the show. So make sure your jock market username is in the chat right now. Let me show you the big board. Here it is. Justin Thomas continues to reign supreme, $9.50. He is inching forward. $9.33 was, was his price when we saw, when we had that conversation, said, is he going to move? $9.50. So he's, he's trickling up at that price. You're going to have to get Justin Thomas to finish about 13th or better in a 78-player field. That is Joe's blue chip stock for this evening. Colin Morikawa has supplanted Sam Burns as the second most expensive golfer. No surprise here. He's a member. Loves the course. Plays out here on a near, near daily basis. Played well at the Ryder Cup. No surprise to see Colin Morikawa in the position that he's in. $8.50 a share at the moment. Sam Burns, this is probably one of the bigger surprises this evening because with Two minutes to go or three minutes to go. Sam Burns is the third most expensive golfer in this jock market. That is something we did not see coming. He's $8 a share. Right behind two big boys at $7.75, Victor Hovland and Dustin Johnson. Rounding out the sevens, Xander Shoffley, who has to be moving forward. They're, if they're, if Xander Shoffley finishes sixth in this market, Something's happening. We will find out what it is. Louis Ustase and Rory McIlroy and Tony Finau rounding out the rest of that $7 range. I'm going to try to give the big board a refresh here. By my clock, it is 8.56 on the East Coast. JG Funk in the chat says, Joe just bid me, outbid me on Rasmus. Joe, is that true? He's correct, and he got me right back. There you go. There we go. We've got a battle for Rasmus in, in uh, live action right now. Back to the big board. Still seeing Justin Thomas hold strong. There's the big jump I wanted to see from Xander Shoffley. He just moved a dollar in the last minute. He's $8.50. He's the same price now as Dustin Johnson and Colin Morikawa. The world is healing. That's right. That's what we expected to see. Um, Sam Burns, 802. Sung JM catching a little bit of steam, $7.40. If you're a buyer on last week's winner at $7.40, you need him to finish 20th or better in a 78-man field. Seems pretty good to me. A couple of bounce back candidates are piling up at the mid $6 price. Coke Rack 651, Webb Simpson 628. Both of them missed the cut last week. Both of them gained strokes on approach. Both of them lost strokes putting. And, oh, I thought we were done. We are still live for now. Jordan Speed 688 and Brooks Kepka hanging at 675 with five consecutive markets in which he has lost money uh, for his backers. I guess unless you've been shorting him, because that is an option now. Maybe you've been shorting your way to profits on Brooks Kepka. I'm going to try to refresh this big board one more time, because we are in that 90-second window. That 90-second window in which this IPO phase can close at any moment. We are in it, and Dustin Johnson is making his way up the board. $8.58. $8.58 for the betting favorite. The most expensive golfer on your favorite daily fantasy site, 858. Morikawa, 850. Xander Shoffley staying still at that same price. We're seeing Rory catch a little bit of late steam. We're seeing Aaron Wise uh, just trickle up. He was a guy who jumped out very, very early. I said, if he finishes in the top eight of this pricing, something is going on. He was about $5.88 at the time, only up to 644. And Mav McNeely, the other member here, catching a little bit of steam, maybe from Joe. We'll find out. $6.15. And we're done. Shut it down. 
shut it down. The IPO phase is closed. We're going to let the dust settle here. How'd it go, Joe? It went good. I only got a couple of guys. I lost uh, JG Fuck. I lost Raskus. I lost Raskus too, man. Uh, I kept getting, I went back in after you did. I lost him at the very end. I think he closed at $3.20 or something like that. But um, yeah, I went to, I got a couple of guys at the top and, and didn't get much in the penny stock range. Okay. We're going to, um, we're going to let my big board refresh here. We're going to hear from Joe on what his portfolio is, but I'm going to give away some cash right now. And this $20 goes to uh, Evan or EVN23 Mick or yeah, something. We'll get you money. We'll get you your money. Congratulations, Evan. I've got 20 more dollars to give away. The last one. We'll do it at the end of the show. Make sure your Jack Market username is in the chat, but it is about that time. Joe, we want to know who is in your portfolio. Whew, I did some work up top, man. Uh, so That's I got Kamorikawa, who was, <laughs> I believe, the second priced player on the board. He needs to finish. 16th or better in order to return a profit, which I like that. Lock, lock it up. Um, and I also got Vic Hovland, who was your blue chipper, who needs to finish 18th or better this week in order to return a profit. I love I like it that. when you get both of our blue chippers in your portfolio. That's what I'm talking about. You're like <laughs> an Apple, you're an Apple, uh, Amazon, uh, Tesla kind of guy when you start building this portfolio like this. You got it, man. Um, a little bit of a surprising one as my third. So I went for Hatton. I got outbid. I went for Brooks. I got outbid. I went for Rasmus. I got outbid. Ended up with Siwoo Kim Ooh, at $5.23. Talk about. Talk me through the Siwoo Kim. I mean, listen, I'm I have never gotten Siwoo Kim right, so I've stopped trying. Uh, do you think this is going to be a good spot for him, or is it just like Siwoo can play great anywhere and he can play terribly anywhere? Yeah, that's kind of it. Um, I basically need him to finish in the top half of this field, so so thirty, I believe, seventh or better is what I'm looking for this week. Um, which I, I feel pretty good about. He's had some decent recent performances and, and we'll see, right? He had that win in the desert, technically the desert last year, sort of the Amex. I don't know, right? It was terrible at the Shriners, eighth at the Sanderson, 11th at the Fortinet. So he's, he's hit or miss. That was my sort of Vegas roll of the dice. Let's see what happens. Morikawa, Hovland, Siwoo Kim. Is that the entire portfolio? That's it, man. That's oh it. man, we are top heavy here. I love it. I we love are. it. We are. Right. Uh, when you go, it's tough to get a lot of guys when you have such a stake at the top. The other thing was, is I just got outbid at the very end on a couple that I mentioned. So we'll see. Excited to play this in event. I think there's a ton of value on the board as long as these sort of payouts hold that, that hopefully everyone's bored on. Yeah. Austin says going to be some huge winners this week. Guy yes. says I have more money invested than ever. Uh, yeah. So it is, it's going to be a fun one. Let's look at some of the pricing here. So, and I'll try to make it as big as I can. Um, J- JT, most expensive golfer, 950. Probably not that much of a surprise, right? Yeah. No, it's about what we said. He moved a little bit up, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we figured he'd be up there. Both of them together at $8.88. Colin Morikawa, Xander Shoffley, the two Las Vegas guys. Uh, no problem there. DJ, 859. Hovland, 809. I still contend Sam Burns, and I love Sam Burns. Do not get me wrong. I just am surprised because I didn't think I didn't think others did too. 802, one of the few golfers over eight dollars a share. Yeah, that pre-rank matters. I think one of the biggest ones that is surprising kind of to me 
Uh, and a guy that we didn't talk about who's a great player, but I just feel like he may be a little bit inflated here, Cam Smith. So 777, um, the price doesn't sound crazy, but when you look at Sungjae, Finau, Rory, Hideki, Spieth, Kepka, all right there underneath him, that's the one that kind of uh, sticks out a little bit to me. Yeah, I I think you're absolutely right. With the the star power that is uh, behind him, let me scroll down a little bit further here. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of Gooch, and I'm interested to see what Sergio does this yeah, week, right? Too. I think I think that those are two very intriguing options. Sergio, especially because if Sergio gets going, you know, he might just win this thing, right? I don't know how realistic that is, but I think the Ryder Cup was pretty good for his for his sentiment. Absolutely, yeah. Great driver. Um, seemed to get the putter going a little bit. And you're right. He was sort of uh besides Rom, probably the second best player on that team Europe. And he seemed to have a ton of fun. He seems to have really sort of embraced this new role of like good guy, like befriending everyone, Sergio, which is kind of cool to see. Um, and we've seen these guys sort of late in their career have have a nice sort of resurgence. So I think he should he's got a good season ahead of him. Down lower on the board, Patrick Reed, $5.25. Let's see who else we got here. Emiliano Grillo, $4.85. Ricky Fowler and Gary Woodland. Wow. Quite the uh, fall from grace for these two. $4 a share. Uh, There has been some Woodland love this week. I'm not necessarily... I don't know if I have an opinion on Gary Woodland this week. Like, Do you you have any thoughts on what we can expect to see? I don't really. Um... Let me see what it, what's he been, what's he been able to put together recently here. Well, the last three cash markets he's lost money. T sixty nine, seventy fourth, and seventy fifth. Those are three missed cuts. Yeah. Um, played well at the three M Open, but now you're starting to get back into like that was a long time ago. Yeah, it looks like on the whole he's been a pretty big loser for quite a while now um, in terms of ROI. I want to see it before I, I'm willing to put some dollars behind it. Fair enough. I think that's fair. All right, here's what we're gonna do. I'm going to give away our final $20 to Jock Market. And this one goes to, let me make sure I get the name right. Uh, Big Dog Daddy. Whoa. Yeah, Gabe. Daddy. That, that's going to get you 20 bucks. Congratulations, Big Dog Daddy. $20 coming your way. If you have not deposited on Jock Market, you're absolutely crazy. And you should use the code POWER, which is up to a $50 deposit bonus. Uh, Joe, we have this week, and I guess we should kind of get used to the format, kind of get used to the small field no-cut event, because next week, all the way to Tokyo, baby, or all the way to Japan for a a Zozo championship in which we're going to have a similar type of process. Yep, Zozo back in Japan. That's great to see. We'll also have a no-cut event, so we'll see if that payout is adjusted next week. Uh, but excited <laughs> to sort of keep this thing flowing through the fall swing here. Uh, all right, buddy. This is going to be a fun one. This is. Yeah. Gonna, I'm stoked. I'll be Thanks, out guys. there. I can't yeah. wait for this. Rick uh, is going to be on the grounds. He is. He's. He's. He's fired up. He's seen it. He's inside the ropes. He's getting the. Oh my god. He's getting the uh, premier treatment from our guy Rimmelman. What a week for you, uh, All right. Uh, follow Joe on Twitter at Torpix. Follow me at Rick Run Good. We'll catch you next week, same time, same place. Good luck.